Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive. Mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we have a very highly requested topic. We are talking all about CBD products. And as soon as we decided we wanted to do an episode about CBD, I knew we had to talk with the companies called Frog Song Farms. So Frog Song Farms, we carry their products in my office in the Chicagoland area. And mostly because we are just so impressed with their quality and the love and care they put into their products. I have not seen anything like it um, in all the years I've been practicing. So it's amazing. So I interviewed Chuck Adams, who's the CEO and founder of the company. And he just blew my mind with, he really drives home the importance of, of course, with any product, but in this, you know, episode, we're talking about CBD, how important quality really is, how if you are taking a CBD product, which probably a lot of you guys are that are listening, you have to know everything from start to finish of how that product is made from the seeds that are used, how healthy the soil is, is it organically grown? Do they use pesticides? How do they extract it? How do they manufacture? How do they package it? Like it's really mind blowing. Um, and Chuck talks about all of that and just how I'm just so impressed with the care and the time they create to curate the highest quality products possible. After listening to him, I was like, I'm never using another CBD again. <laughs> so yeah, 100%. it was so informative. It's also really nice when you're using products to like hear from the person who's creating it, why they created it, all the different things that go into it. We learned about vertical integration. Integration. That was really cool. <laughs> I can't imagine going like start to finish from everything, which I thought was really neat. He also talks a lot about topical versus oral supplementation with it. And it's really neat that the topical is a hundred percent absorbed. It's amazing. And then the topical, basically if you're doing like a tincture under the tongue, you're getting like 85% ish and it can go a little higher. And then if you're doing oral, it's basically like nothing. Like a capsule is a little bit better. Yeah. And then no, a capsule is like nothing. No, he was saying that one's better with, like, the new ones they have coming out. But oh, well, they're not out yet. What's yeah. nothing is, like, edibles. Oh, like, right, if you're right, having right. a CBD coffee, like, don't waste your $2. Yeah, but he was saying a lot of the oral capsules out there he doesn't think have very good, like, availability yeah, like or Yeah, they can't promise your body's going to be able to utilize that. Exactly. So it's just really interesting to learn about, like, somehow, you know, just some of these other companies don't put the time and care into it and the products they use to extract things or whatever aren't good. And, and the scary thing is the labeling. Like they don't even have to tell you any of that. Right. And a lot of them, even if you dig on their website, they really actually don't tell you what's in their products, which is no. really weird. No. So we're super happy to be partnered with them. And if you look below in the show notes, you're going to see a little link and code that you can use so you can try your own and what's great about it is there's, like we said, there's like the salve, there's the tinctures. I don't know if the capsules will be out yet. I don't think so. But um, you should experience really, really great results. And we really hope that you love it as much as we do. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. I am so excited today for this interview it has been a hugely requested subject from a lot of our listeners and today we are talking about CBD and its benefits and I have Chuck here from um, his company's called Frog Song Farm CBD and he's going to tell us all about it. So welcome Chuck. Thanks so much for having me Abby. It's great to be on with you and I'm looking forward to sharing what little bits of knowledge I've garnered over the last three and a half years of doing this. Totally. 
And so first check, as you know, is kind of a fun thing. We always ask at the start of our podcast, our um, interviewees, two questions. So the first one is, what are you currently drinking? What's your drink of choice? Hence our podcast name, Coffee with the Docs. And then also, what is your latest biohack? As far as drinking, um, given where we live in this country, it's probably not going to shock any of your listeners that I'm a big um, craft brew, craft beer guy. Uh Uh-huh. And my current favorite is a beer called Jubilee, which is a seasonal by Rogue River Brewery out in Bend, Oregon. Nice. All right. And what is your latest biohack, Chuck? You're going to have to bear with me, and this is going to date me a little bit, but (laughs) work through with me what exactly a biohack is, and I'll answer your question. Totally. So a biohack is like anything you do, I would say, to promote your own health and wellness or balance so it doesn't even have to be like the latest and greatest of something it could be i have a breathing meditation practice every morning or every night before i go to bed i journal or i take this supplement every day and it really helps me or i use a cbd product it could be anything okay well i i think i can come up with a couple things that fall under those auspices they're not brand new because I tend to be a creature of habit uh-huh. by and large. Um, but as a general rule, most days of the week, I get up very early in the morning. I do a little bit of yoga stretching and then I go on a about a two and a half mile run in the dark. And then I come back and finish that up with a little bit more yoga stretching. And it is a wonderful way to start the day. Nice. That's awesome. See, there you go. You're biohacking and you didn't even know. Okay. Well, I feel much better now that I've joined the mainstream. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right, Chuck. Well, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience and just kind of your backstory. How did you fall into, um, first of all, CBD in general, but also Frog Song Farm? Sure. And um, please jump in because I'll, I'll go back quite a ways and I'll try to move through it quickly. But as is the case with many people, I sometimes get stuck on details. So <laughs> no having problem. said that, um, I'm a, I've kind of lived in a lot of different parts of the country. I was born and raised in Connecticut, New England, spent some time in Florida. Then in my sort of high school years, moved to Colorado, which is where I fell in love with mountains and wilderness and backpacking and fly fishing and spent my college years and my younger adult years in Colorado. The last Five years, we were living at almost 10,000 feet in the Rockies and um, had a view out my window of a couple of 14,000 foot peaks and wow. kind of kind of spoiled me for suburbia. Although right. at that time, we had just started a family. So much as I loved it as a rugged guy, it was not the best of places to raise young kids, especially when you consider that our, our nearest school was about 40 minutes away and it right. was K through 12 with a total of about 30 people. Right. So it was it was not quite what we had envisioned for the education of our kids growing up. Right. Long story short, we moved back to the Northwest um, and ended up in Portland uh, in, the, in a little suburb called Westland, which is known for its school districts, my wife being an educator. Uh-huh. Uh, we raised our three boys there. And uh, we also knew, though, much as Westland was a lovely little suburb and we loved the Northwest, that as soon as the kids were out of school, we wanted our own plot of land. Right. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't have any grandiose farming ideas in mind. We just knew that we wanted a chunk of land and a, and a house in the country somewhere. And mm-hmm. that's a whole process in itself. I could have talked for, I could talk for hours about um, the, the 14 months we spent looking, but long story short, we found a little slice of paradise after looking for those 14 months. And It's a little 10-acre farm, sort of midway between Portland and Salem, and it's just a lovely little spot, and we we bought the place. It was a commercial Marionberry farm at the time, and uh, unfortunately, Marionberries are, they're not overly labor-intensive, but if you want to grow them well, you have to use a lot of chemicals, Hmm. and you probably have already surmised that is something that's anathema to my wife and I and our kids. Right. So we took the berries out after a year. We we felt we had to do the farming thing. So we were commercial Marion berry farmers for one year and um, standing on the swaying platform of the berry harvester in the middle of the night in the pitch black, watching 
waves of berries pouring over with frogs and birds and sticks and stones in it and trying to sort all that on a moving platform all right. the while diesel engines roaring in your ears it was an interesting experience right. I'll, I'll leave it at that uh, we didn't do our, a particularly good job our first year and um, again that coupled with uh, the chemical needs of that particular crop disabused us of the notion of doing it for any great length of time so we let our fields kind of sit fallow we just planted them in a a really nice green cover crop that fixed nitrogen and added a lot of green biomass to the to the grass at whenever we mowed it and we sort of sat tight and started thinking about what we might want to do sure and uh, that was back in 2016 and at that point in time Oregon had just legalized hemp and um, it it was sort of a no-brainer. I have some friends. I still have a lot of connections in Colorado, and they had legalized hemp a year before we had. Right. And um, my friend knew a few folks that were involved in the business, and so I took a trip back there, visited a couple of hemp operations, all vertically integrated. So they were growing, and they were extracting, and they were making products out of it. Very small, primitive operations, but nonetheless, <clears throat> it gave me a really good idea of what that business looked like. Mm -hmm. And so I came back and being a business guy, I've been a CFO and a COO for about 40 years in a wide variety of companies. So I've got a lot of business background, including startups. So it was pretty easy for me to put together a business plan and determine that this was indeed something that was very feasible with reasonably low capital requirements, given that we already owned a farm and had all right. the equipment. So we made the decision to um, jump into growing what they call industrial hemp, which we very quickly started calling craft hemp. And I love we that. We continue to try to talk everyone that we know, at least that's growing it on a small scale, into using that term because to me, industrial implies exactly what it sounds like, big factories, smokestacks, mm -hmm. chemicals, lots of fossil fuels. Right. And that's all what we want the hemp industry to be and we fervently hope that it does not go get to the point where as we see in so many other crops you've got to grow 2,000 acres to make it and every year the farmers are looking to grow to to increase their acreage because that's the only way they can stay ahead of their mortgages and bank payments mm -hmm. totally. so We've been the, the beauty of it is because of my background in business, we we also made the decision when we started that we were going to be completely vertically integrated. I've read too much and seen too much about farmers that grow a product, whatever it happens to be, vegetables, grains, um, and they sell it right out of the field and they get almost nothing of the value that that product eventually ends up garnering at the retail level. So I was adamant at the start that we have a vertical integrated company and we create the actual retail products that we wanted to see our CBD used for. Right. And what does uh, that mean exactly when you say vertically integrated? Vertical integration refers to the fact that um, you have an entity that, <clears throat> excuse me, that grows a crop or a commodity. They then process it. And they then finally manufacture it and turn it into some kind of a finished good. Uh, so another example of that would be a farmer who's growing a variety of vegetables. But rather than just selling those vegetables, they then have a processing or a canning facility on their right. They turn green beans into canned green beans or frozen green beans, and they actually create the packaging. So like start to finish, it's happening exactly, in-house. That's exactly what full vertica, vertical integration is. And that way you're eliminating a lot of middlemen in distribution channels, which obviously right. each, one, each one wants its piece of the economic pie, deservedly so. Sure. But it leaves a lot less of that pie for the original person. But the more important reason, to be perfectly honest is when, if I as a farmer sell my hemp just out of fresh out of the field to someone else, I have zero control over the quality of the extractions that's actually taken the CBD out of my, my hemp, and then I have no control at all over the manufacturing process and the, um, the final products that you as a consumer are going to be used, using. So when you buy our salve or you buy a salve, I have no idea what's in it. And in our right. case, we know how much love and care we put into the, the land 
that we grow our crops on first, and then second, the crops that we grow on them, then third, the extraction process that we do right here on the farm so we have complete control, our product never leaves our site, never leaves our property. And then lastly, once we've got that lovely extract or concentrate, we turn it into the retail products that you see on store shelves or that we ship direct to your house from here. So we know at every step of the way that we're using only the best, purest, most organic products we can find. And we're making the best finished products with the highest concentrations of CBD that you can, generally speaking, find out there. Right. That's those awesome. are the those are the reasons that we believe so deeply in vertical integration. Yeah, absolutely. And how kind of to sidebar a little bit, how did you come up with the name Frog Song Farms? That's an easy one, although it's it's kind of interesting. We when we decided to form a company to um, start this operation, we had the boys over and we were sitting around the dinner table and Usually we argue for hours, days, weeks when it comes to any kind of significant decision about <laughs> things like that. Right. We all looked at each other and we didn't even have two suggestions. Everybody looked at each other and I don't remember who said it, but someone said Frog Song Farm. And the reason we said that is we have a, we have a pond in the north northeast corner of our property. Mm-hmm. And every spring, usually late February to mid-March, I'll get up in the morning and run and I'll hear on a particularly warm morning, I'll hear this little sound. And it, you, it's the obvious sound of a couple frogs. Mm-hmm. Very neat, but it's very, very small, very quiet. But about two weeks after I hear those first calls, we'll have so many Pacific green tree frogs in the back pond that if you walk up to the pond, initially every, all of them stop chirping when they sense that a human's coming close. Right. Once you get there, you stop and you don't move for about 60 seconds. And first you hear one little frog, then you hear another one singing back to that one. And within about 90 seconds, it's so loud back there that you can be almost shouting to someone directly in front of you. And all they can do is see your lips move and they can't hear what you're saying. Wow. So that is the frog song story. I love it. That's awesome. All right, Chuck. Well, why don't you tell for some of our listeners might not really be that familiar with CBD at all. What is your definition? Like, what is CBD? Well, CBD, it's short for cannabidiol, and it is a cannabinoid compound um, in the cannabis family, and hemp is a member of the cannabis family. Uh, And without digressing, but I think it's important that your listeners know, um, at least here in Oregon, and to my knowledge, pretty much in every state that has legalized hemp, there is no formal difference between marijuana and hemp with the following exception. If I plant two plants in the ground right next to each other and one of them has more than 0.3% THC in the leaves and the bud when it's Mm -hmm. tested and the other plant right next to it has less than 0.3%, even though those two plants are identical, one of them is legally marijuana, the other is hemp. Hmm. It's that crazy. Wow. Okay. And there's a lot, lots of discussion about um, whether, because that's that's a completely arbitrary cutoff. Sure. That, that 0.3 percent. I'm not even sure to be perfectly honest with you, and I don't know many people that are aware of where that actually came from. There's right. there's some science, although it's all anecdotal for the most part, that suggests 1 percent, 1.5 percent is a more realistic number because you're still not going to get high on a concentrate or a CBD product that's got 1% THC in it. Mm-hmm. But right now it's 0.3%. Wow. That's wild. And so why don't you talk to us a little bit? I know there's so many benefits, but what are some of like the main ways that CBD can be beneficial for someone's health? Okay. I'll, I'm happy to. I'm going to do a couple things first. And one of them if we had a corporate attorney and we were big enough to, they would be smiling when I say this, but I will put the caveat on that you know we never tell anybody that CBD is a cure or a remedy for any specific sure. affliction. We, we have to do that. Right, of course. What we can share, though, is that we have lots and lots and lots of customers, and many of those customers share some pretty moving stories with us about the benefits that they've derived from using our CBD products. Yeah. I, any CBD products. Um, but I want to preface that by saying that it's, in our opinion, 
cannabidiol CBD is one of, I think there's at least 25 cannabinoid compounds in the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two, the two that we hear the most about are THC, obviously, and CBD. But there's also CBG, CBN, and a handful of others. Those are the four that you tend to see the test results for. Mm-hmm. But I, I bring that up because we believe, and again, this is anecdotal at this point in time because there's been so little formal study done. Sure. But the, the consensus is that there's something called the full spectrum or entourage effect. And that says that in using the entire plant extract, which includes primarily CBD, but it also includes trace amounts of C- THC and CBG and CBN, plus all the terp- terpenes and flavonoids that you find in these plants. It's the combination of all of those things together working synergistically that provide the greatest benefit of CBD products. So it's not just CBD. And I again, I say that because just a word to the wise for your listeners, Uh, There are many, many, many companies out there that make their retail CBD products using something called CBD isolate. Are you familiar with that term? I'm not. CBD isolate, when you do extractions, there's a number of different ways you can extract all of the cannabinoids and um, terpenes out out of the plant. We use nothing but organic ethanol, no other chemicals. It's all food grade. Um, and we believe that that gets the most of all the compounds out of the plant. Uh, that usually ends up giving us a very dark, almost black mm-hmm. product. Incredibly, it's like very cold molasses, incredibly yeah. thick and viscous. And that product, we call it our base green concentrate. Some people call it crude oil. Um, some people call it Rick Simpson oil. Um, again, <laughs> we think base green concentrate's a little bit more accurate. Right. And it certainly sounds a whole lot better. Right. <clears throat> that product usually has about 55% CBD by volume and by weight in it. The rest of that that other 45% of what you're looking at is it's all the other cannabinoids, all the terpenes, the flavonoids, but it's also waxes, lipids, proteins, fats, and chlorophyll. The chlorophyll being the part that gives it the really dark coloring. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that is at this point in time you're looking at a full spectrum product because we've pulled everything out of the plant. Right. Now what happens when you go to you can further refine that to several different steps. And again, I don't want to dig too far into the weeds here. We we and some of our products will do one further refining step to a product called distillate. And basically, you take the base green concentrate and you run it through a a, a heat and pressure through a molecular short pass still. And you essentially concentrate that product. It pulls out a lot of the waxes and the proteins and the chlorophyll. So you get more of a reddish to amber honey color. Mm -hmm. It's still incredibly thick, but it's also concentrated from 55% to 75% um, pure CBD. But it still retains the THC, the other cannabinoids, and the terpenes. That's as far as we go in the refining process. But... And that works fine for small companies like ourselves, for the for the big boys that are really interested only in making money. Uh, what they want to do, because it's really difficult to work with concentrates, they're so sticky and hard to separate. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they refine to a point where they have virtually a CBD isolate. It's, it's almost like talcum powder, just a pure white talcum powder, because they basically suck everything else out of it so that you've got 99.9% pure CBD which is great for working with a mass um, production process. You know, when you have huge machines that are cranking out tens of thousands of bottles of product, the problem is you've lost a huge amount of the efficacy of that product. Right, by so much of the benefit. You've lost the THC, the CBD, the CBN, and you've lost all the terpenes, all the flavonoids, and all the other compounds we don't even know about yet. Sure. We believe that that's an inferior product for the general CBD using public, um, but again, it's it's cheaper and easier to use for the for the large companies, which is why they do it. So I would I would suggest that your um, listeners who are interested in using CBD products for health reasons, medicinally, that they strongly consider using what we call a full spectrum. CBD product, whoever's it happens to be. Right. And now when most of those products say that on the label, it would say full spectrum. 
They might, you know, it's labelings. We could spend an hour just talking about labeling because there are there are certain things you have to say, but there are many things you don't have to say, but you can intimate. Right. Lead people to not clearly understand what's going on. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, first, the way everybody's got to put little two sentence FDA disclaimer saying the FDA has not approved this right right substance for blah 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 blah. But after that. It's really left up to the creativity of the various companies and the flexibility of their legal departments, probably as much as anything. Uh, to give you some examples, on our any of our products, they're going to tell you how much total product is in a jar, i.e. one ounce or two ounces. And secondarily, they're going to tell you exactly how many milligrams of pure CBD there are in each ounce of product that you're buying from us. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a two-ounce bottle of our strongest tincture, and it's called Drops Plus. And if you buy a one-ounce bottle, it's got 750 milligrams. If you buy the two-ounce bottle, it's going to show you that you have 1,500 milligrams in it. Many of the products that you see out there, if you just hop online and start um, surfing the CBD world, you'll see that they talk about They'll give you a number, i.e. they'll say 250 or 300 or 500 milligrams, but they won't tell you specifically what it is. Or they'll say 500 milligrams of hemp oil or 500 milligrams of extract. Mm-hmm. Those, All of those terms are meaningless because all they tell you is that you're not probably buying CBD when you're looking at that number. So you want to make sure you clarify exactly what it is you're getting. Uh, so there's that's one of the most common things that we see out there. And I, and I like to think that with the whole federal legalization process and almost all the states now having legalized hemp, there's going to be some regimentation and some consistency across state lines and sure. what is required in terms of labeling. Now, we're big believers in just telling them like it is. It's the people that buy our products are buying them for the CBD. So we tell them exactly how much CBD they get into it, and then we back that up with the test results that you can get on our website for any of our products that show you exactly how many milligrams of CBD are in each one of our products. Totally. Well, and that's why I think stuff like this, like we wanted to do this topic for a podcast so badly because most people just don't know that. They Mm -hmm. wouldn't even know to ask. They'd just be like, assume it's fine if they're at a farmer's market and whatever and someone's selling CBD. It's, you know, the if, if I if I can just jump in here real quick and you tell me if you want to cover it elsewhere, but if I were going to tell a potential CBD user, a new CBD user, or even a long-time CBD user who's been dissatisfied with products that they've used, I say there's about four things you need to make sure before you make a, per, a CBD purchase. Mm-hmm. First thing you need to know is how that how the hemp was grown. Was it organically grown? And I don't mean it, it doesn't have to be certified, although we are. Um, But it needs to have been grown with organic processes because the hemp plant is a bioaccumulator, which means it's going to suck up any nasty stuff that's in your Mm -hmm. soil. Mm -hmm. So you want to be really careful that you're not growing it in contaminated soil. And equally important, you want to be really careful that not only are you not using any chemicals, but you don't have chemicals being sprayed in the vicinity around you. Right. So that's the first thing they need to know. The second thing they need to know is where was it grown? Third is where was it extracted and how was it extracted? And the reason that that's important, there's a couple of different ways, sort of the the main ways that uh, CBD is pulled or all of the cannabinoids are pulled out of the hemp plant. Uh, the two that are most popular by far are supercritical CO2 extraction, which tends to be very large, very expensive equipment. And the second one is through ethanol solutions. Mm -hmm. But there's other people out there that are using all kinds of nasty chemicals. I've heard people using Freon. People are using a number of other ones. So you want to make sure that you know your product was either using CO2 or ethanol, preferably preferably organic ethanol like we use in ours. Uh, so so that those are the first two pieces, and that gets you to the point where you can now start thinking about the actual retail product that you're looking to buy, whether it's a capsule or a tincture, a balm or a salve. And that is, it, it's great if somebody has taken a lot of care and you know where your hemp was grown, you know how it was grown, you know where it was extracted, you know how it was extracted. 
So far, so good if they've done all the right things. But the next part is, again, a, a place where a lot of people fall off, and that is when they make retail products, once you talk about mass production, people tend to, they're going to push the smallest amount of CBD into a product that they can and still sell it because obviously the CBD is the most expensive ingredient, so sure. they want to the amount that's in there. So you want to make sure, A, that you're getting a strong enough CBD product. And while, I again, I can't tell you categorically, and it varies dramatically between individual people, I can tell you that just from my experiences, you probably don't want a salve that's lower than 250 milligrams of pure CBD per ounce of product. Sure. And you probably don't want a tincture or a capsule that you're taking internally that's lower than 300 milligrams per ounce, which comes to about 10 milligrams per serving using our tincture or our soon-to-be-released capsules. So those are just, and again, it, it varies from person to person. My brother loves our Rubbit 250, which is our lower strength product, but his wife can't use anything but the 500, and she says the 250 doesn't work on her. It's not strong enough. Sure. So it, it really just depends on your own body and our own, as you know, all of our bodies are totally different and they react to outside stimuli in completely different ways. Totally. That's great to know those, like those reference ranges because, um, even I was like, I don't know what's like normal. So, you know, it's hard when a consumer is looking at the shelf and there's 10 different kinds of CBD and all these different concentrations to even know what would potentially be good for them. So now they know if something's incredibly low, okay, that's probably not going to be very effective or you're going to have to take an insane amount <laughs> and spend more money to exactly. notice any and difference. And I can, you probably are seeing it, although, well, I'll just ask you, do you see a lot of um, CBD, I'm going to call them trend products like coffee and beer and oh, wine? 100%. And, okay, that doesn't surprise me at all. And most of them, I would bet if you check the boxes, whether it's chocolates or gummy bears or coffee, there's usually somewhere between 5 and 15 milligrams of CBD in any of those products. In a serving, yeah. Exactly. So you, you get a CBD coffee and it's got maybe 15 milligrams. They say they've got 15 milligrams in it. You're probably paying about two bucks extra, by the way, for that CBD coffee. But people don't realize that when you take CBD internally, and it's, it's not just CBD, it's any other active compound that you were to take that way. <clears throat> through the digestive process, you lose somewhere between 40 and 60% of that compound. So if you take 15 milligrams of CBD in a cup of coffee and you drink it down like you just like you're having your normal morning coffee, right? Probably only getting somewhere between five and eight milligrams of CBD actually into your system. Mm. The rest is just going to get thrashed by your digestive process, right? That's the same whether you're eating a chalk piece of chocolate, drinking a beer, having a gummy bear. So we always tell people if you're putting it on topically you're going to get pretty much 100% of the benefit. So if, if, you're, if you're buying a 250 milligram CBD per ounce salve, you're getting the full benefit of that when you rub it on your shoulder. If you're taking a 200 or a 300 milligram tincture and you're taking 10 milligrams in a serving, because the way a tincture is designed, you put it under your tongue and you let it sit there for about 60 seconds you're getting probably 85 to 95% um, absorption into the capillary system under mm -hmm. your under and around your tongue. But if you took that same 10 milligrams and just put it in a cookie and ate it, you're only going to be getting about four milligrams. So wow. again, our, our opinion is in part of the value proposition we've always tried to offer all of our customers is we're not going to charge you for 10 milligrams of CBD if we're putting it in a product where we we know full well you're only going to get four or five milligrams of CBD. Right. Totally. So for an incredibly long time, we had people pleading with us to come out with a capsule, uh -huh. a CBD capsule, because for whatever reason they just they couldn't they couldn't do tinctures. Right. Some people just can't put stuff under their tongue; it freaks them out, or right. they don't like the taste. Right. Um, we, I always replied to him, and I, I felt badly doing it, but I always replied and said, look, 
we won't make a capsule because right now we don't know how to make a capsule without losing a substantial amount of the CBD that you're paying for, and that's not fair to you, and we won't do it. Now, the good news is we did a lot of research. We looked into how pharmaceutical companies make their new drugs and what they do to prevent this issue from happening with their very expensive prescription drugs. Right. Long story short, there's a compound. Um, it's a it's a variety and incredibly um, high quality, pure pharmaceutical grade, expensive um, beta cyclodextrin powder that can be mixed with anything else, and it basically forms a molecular shield around the CBD and the cannabinoid wow. compounds. And so we've we've been experimenting for most of a year now with that. And uh, we finally got it to the point where we're just about ready to um, invest in all of the manufacturing equipment to start selling that to that section of our customer base. That Ooh, that's loves. exciting. We're really looking forward to it. it. Again, not because it's a better product. It's just a different product. And we're comfortable yeah. now that it gives the same delivery of CBD that our tinctures do. So you're going to yes. get benefit of almost all of it. And we've been testing with several hundred people for almost a year now, and they, they can't, they can't tell any difference between. Wow. So how many capsules do you have to take to get a similar effect? The capsule, that's the beauty of it. The capsules, just as our, our tinctures right now are designed for you to take one full dropper, which is one ML, and it gives you either 10 milligrams or 25 milligrams if you want the strongest stuff. The capsules will be designed so that you take one capsule and they'll, they'll come in bottles of 30 or 60, so a one-month or a two-month supply, and they'll they'll tie exactly to our tincture. So one capsule will be 10 milligrams. The other product, it'll be 25 milligrams per capsule. That's amazing because I have found with some patients there's a compliance issue because of the taste or the hassle with taking it that way or whatever. So I think that's a great option. Now, one other thing, again, I feel compelled to, and I'm sure all of your listeners, as wise as they are, already know this, but uh, we probably twice a week will get a phone call or an email from some potential new customer, and they say, I've been doing a lot of research on CBD tinctures. I want to take it internally for this, that, or the other thing, but my company for my company makes me take drug tests. Can I take your, can I take your tincture safely in sure. terms of drug testing and Again, much as I would love to be able to say otherwise, the simple fact is if you use a full-spectrum product like ours, you are going to get minuscule amounts of THC. And I've done this myself. I take, I take between 25 and 35 milligrams of CBD from our tinctures every day. Mm -hmm. So I went down to a lab and, and did the test just to see what would happen. Right. And sure enough, it was in nanograms. So I had, I think I had 26 nanograms which is 26 billionths of a gram of it's THC. Tiny. Yeah. So it, it's minuscule but it was enough that it I would have the drug test. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. So we always have to tell people if you have to take a drug test and your employment is dependent on it, you we don't want you and we don't recommend that you use our product but we also tell them you've got to be really careful because there's a lot of products out there that call themselves broad spectrum, meaning they, they say they took just the THC out and left everything else in. Yeah. That's not usually entirely true. We've done a lot of experimenting. When you take the THC out, you generally speaking lose at least some fractions of some of the other cannabinoids as well. And more importantly, you can still flunk a drug test even I'm when you sure. do that. It's so like we, how people say decaf coffee is like not caffeine free. Like there's no way to get it all out a hundred percent like guaranteed. Right. So we just always tell people, look, ours is not for you as long as you're subject to drug testing, but we highly recommend that you be very, very careful about taking anyone's product because even if it says it's THC free, I wouldn't want to bet your employment on it. Yeah. How do you really know? Totally. That's a great point. Now, I'd love to circle back. Could you highlight a couple of, you mentioned like you get amazing stories from your customers all the time on, you know, in their experience, how using CBD products have helped them? Uh-huh. You want some just sort of anecdotal um, yeah. short bits? Well, I can kind of walk through a litany of things that customers have have sworn to us that these things do amazing amazingly well on and this is just this is going to be a small fraction of all of them but just off the top of my head 
the topicals, people buy those and they tend to use those in large part on sore backs, arthritic shoulders, arthritic knees, arthritic hips, arthritic finger joints, hand joints, um, any of those kinds of things. Generally speaking, we tell people the salves, the topicals, the balms, they're really good for close to the surface pain and for for arthritis, for the deeper stuff, that's when we suggest that people give our tinctures a try. Mm -hmm. But having said that, so we've already talked about, we've got, I can't tell you how many people that use it for for their shoulders, their arms, their knees, their hips, their backs, their hands. Um, but we've also got people that use our rub it, our topicals. I, we've had a number of women that have told us it's wonderful for menstrual cramps, mm. which that's is not one that point. I would talk about. But um, they, it, it seems to be really w w useful there. Um, fibromyalgia is another one. Uh, I've had we've had customers that have told us they've used it with great effect on shingles. Oh wow! Uh, we've had people that, and again, we do not recommend this, but we've had people tell us they use it on tattoo scars mm -hmm. or after they've had a new tattoo, and it it makes the pain go away much faster. Sure. Um. Trying. Those are kind of the ones that just jump out at me now. With regard to the tincture, we have. I would say that we probably have 60, 60 to sixty-five percent of our customers buy the tinctures as opposed to the topicals. Mm -hmm. Wow! And the vast majority tell us that they use them because they help them to to focus. They help them with sleep. They help them with anxiety. Um, those tend to be sort of three of the biggest, but we have, we've got some professional, um, people in the medical business that tell us they've used our tinctures with their parents who are suffering from Parkinson's and they swear that it makes a difference. Wow. Um, I even have, I have an RN customer back in the Midwest somewhere who sent us a, a just a really moving email about a year ago. She has a she has a dog that's uh, her best friend, and it had mast cell cancer, and I believe her vet had given it a very brief period of time that they expected it to be around. She gave it, she started giving it our tincture, and she said that he regressed like eight years in age. He started acting like a puppy, and he actually had energy and was enough pain-free, and these are her words, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, that, you know, it, it gave him a new lease on life. Now, I... I've wow. not talked to her since she sent that email to me. And again, I'm uh, the last thing I'm ever going to do is claim that, you know, CBD can cure cancer. But I can tell you that there have been the beginnings of some studies, particularly over in Israel, that seem to think that there's some amazing um, capabilities of these cannabinoids to at least slow sure. things like Parkinson's and like um, certain kinds of cancers, potentially we're we're probably a decade from really knowing what it can and can't do. And that's the one other thing I always, you know, I can go on and on about what our customers tell me or how my customers tell us it works for them. You know, we occasionally, to be perfectly honest, you know, one out of every 500 customers says, you know, it really didn't do that much for me. It helped maybe a little sure. bit. There are always going to be some customers, no matter how good the product that it just doesn't work for. I'm a terrible test subject, for example. I, I've been taking the tincture forever, and I can't tell any difference. My wife swears that I don't <laughs> snore. She swears that I don't snore nearly as loudly as I did. Right. And she's pretty perceptive, so I, I can't discount that. Um, I'm taking it, quite frankly, given my my getting on in years, because it's, it's the again, the anecdotal evidence is that it's a fairly strong neuroprotectant. Sure. So it supposedly can help to either slow or even halt or stop or prevent things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia. Sure. And I'd just as soon be hiking out in the wilderness and knowing where I am when I'm 95. Right. It's like, why not? Now, you mentioned briefly kind of the difference between using CBD topically or orally. Uh-huh. How might someone... Um, now it is like a hundred percent of that gets absorbed through the skin. That's amazing. It, it's it's really pretty amazing how fast it is. And you know, just to give you, a, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll 
I'll just digress for about 90 seconds to tell you one of the fun little anecdotal stories about how we got into this business. Um, I had a good friend from Colorado, the same one I mentioned earlier, who was visiting our farm before we had decided to go into business here. My wife had what is tantamount to carpal tunnel syndrome in one of her wrists to the point where she really wasn't using that wrist and she had surgery scheduled, but it was two months away, et cetera, et cetera. The pain was to the point where she, that arm was starting to atrophy because she wasn't using it. And my, my good friend pulled out this little jar of funky greenish cream right. and said, this is CBD salve. And I, my wife and I looked at each other and said, what the heck is CBD? And we had no, we had no idea. Literally. And, you know, and I'm here thinking, you are. Yeah. I'm thinking, here's this lovely friend of mine from Colorado, but I think he's been smoking too much. Right. Um, cause you know, we're, my dad's a, an MD and our whole, our whole family on both sides has always been focused on science and education. So we're very rational and pragmatic and logical. And it's kind of like, show me, don't tell me. Right. Right. Um, but at any rate, he grabbed my wife's arm because he's such a dear friend and he rubbed a little bit of this stuff on her wrist and lo and behold, literally 90 seconds later, I could see my wife's eyes getting bigger and bigger. And she looks over at me and says, the pain's gone. And it's wow. not something she says lightly. Right. She didn't take, didn't take any drugs when she birthed twins. So that gives you an idea of her. Right. Um, and she, she literally couldn't believe it. And it was literally within a week or two of that is when, because I already knew that Oregon was going to legalize hemp. I pretty much knew at that point, I got to look into this. Yeah. It, there's something about this. That's amazing. So really, someone can delineate, like, if they've got a physical issue like a wrist, low back pain, sprained ankle, arthritis, pretty much topical is the way to go, you're saying? I would always, I almost always, unless it's a sleep or an anxiety issue, I always tell people if it's, if there's a specific ouch on their body somewhere, I say start with our topicals, either yeah. the bomb or the sab, it doesn't matter, they both have the same strength, they're just... One of them's a water base. One of them's an oil base. And if that, and what we always tell them though is, if that by itself doesn't do the trick, we sometimes suggest that you take the tincture in conjunction with the salve. And we have found for some of our folks that have deeper pain or, or a little bit more severe pain, mm -hmm. that the combination of the two, again, they tend to work synergistically. Totally. Um, so we'll, you know, it, it's kind of a hard breakout, but I would tell you that. You know, about a third of our customers just buy the SABs or the topicals. About 60% buy just the tinctures. Well, no, about 50%. And the rest, which is 10, 15%, they buy both. And they just right. both of them. Totally. And now going back to kind of how you talked about there's the different types of CBD, all of that, is it almost like, if you take a full spectrum product, your body is going to utilize it for what it needs. Versus. Because well, you're saying like for some people it helps with sleep or if they're anxious with some people, it helps them focus. So is it kind of like it's going to act in someone's body? It might act like the, your same CBD tincture might help two different people for two totally different issues. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all have our endocannabinoid system, which has got thousands of receptors through the, throughout the body. And that's about the extent of my medical knowledge. So I'm not, I'm not going to dive into yeah. that too deeply, but for anyone who was interested in more, just Google endocannabinoid system and you'll probably sure. find a plethora of articles on, that'll go into as much detail as you want. But basically all of those receptors are what are are grabbing not just the CBD, but all of these cannabinoids that are coming in. And in, in sort of a layperson's mechanism, really what CBD does, it doesn't, it's not like a lot of medicines that attack an injury. What they're doing is they're going up because it's first and foremost, it's a really potent anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. agent. And so what's happening is when you've got CBD in your system and you you receive some kind of a trauma slash injury to your, your body somewhere. The CBD is basically sending a message up to all your white blood cells that are going, that are rushing up to that place where you've got the damage to your skin. And they're saying, Hey guys, just chill out. 
it's it's okay. Let's let the body do its thing and heal this heal this injury naturally. Right. So really, that's it's it's sort of a holistic process, which is one of the things that we think is so cool about it. It's not it's not trying to fix anything arbitrarily or artificially. It's simply letting the body heal itself the way it should be. Right. I love that. That's awesome. Well, it really just shows the kind of ingrained like innate intelligence our body has that you can give it this product from the earth and it does what it needs to with it i couldn't agree more and you know we've it's kind of interesting and um there's so many different ways that you can do anything but we really believe that part of the reason our products because based on many many customers who have told us they've tried umpteen other CBD products and they just don't work or they don't work as well. And it's, I've tried to put on my logical CFO, COO hat. I've tried to figure out, well, what, why is it that our products work better? Right. And there, there's a couple of reasons that I can, I can pinpoint, but there's a couple of reasons I can't pinpoint. So I'll, I'll start with the ones I can pinpoint. And that is number one, we grow it on incredibly fertile, organic, clean, pure soil clean in the sense that it's just lovely dirt with all the little bugs and biota that are in good, healthy soil. Right. We don't put any chemicals on it and we sing to it and we constantly give it our love and affection throughout the growing season. And then when it's time to harvest, we do that as gently as we can by hand. And then we move through to the extract, the drying process, which is completely normal on our side. Again, the big operations throw it in, what are essentially massive industrial heaters and they cook the stuff and because they want to run it, they want to run millions of pounds through right, these. Right. Months. And so they crank the heat up and the air up and it just shrivels it and fries it and you lose a huge fraction of all of those lovely compounds. We put ours in our barn and let it dry almost naturally. We have a little bit of heat in there and we have a bunch of fans and we just circulate air at about 85 degrees and it yeah. takes, it takes longer. It takes sure. three three to seven days, but at our scale, we can do that. Um, and we believe that that's so much better for the plant. And then the next step, the extraction, same thing. When you get to the industrial side, they're cranking that stuff through high temperature, high pressure, um, the lowest cost solvents that they can find because it's all about cost to those folks. We use nothing but the organic ethanol and we take our time and we do multiple washes um, so that we make sure we get every last cannabinoid and terpene out of our plant material. And then we just, and it's the same pro- throughout the rest of our refining process and extraction process. We just, we take a lot of time. We use low temperature. We use low pressure. And yes, it's more labor intensive, but we absolutely are convinced that it allows our concentrates to retain more of the good stuff. Right. And, and we do the same basic thing on the manufacturing side. We make it all here in small batches on the farm. We use only organic, super pure products. And being a numbers guy, I can tell you that we spend way more money than we have to. Of course. Um, if, I, if I wanted to go out and, and get basic products and ingredients, and probably most people wouldn't know, but we would. Right. And that's thing we you know i have to go to bed at night and i have to look at myself in the mirror and my kids wouldn't let me even if i wanted to right we we make that point of only use you know there's to me that why would we go to all the trouble of growing organic craft hemp with the love and affection and care that we do only use a bunch of cheap ingredients because it's totally. it makes no sense yes so i it's a combination of all those things but and we also make we tend to make very strong products. So our weakest product is our salves, which are 250 milligrams on the low end, 500 on the high end. Our tinctures are 300 milligrams per ounce on the low end, 750 milligrams on the high end. Not the highest you can find out there, but higher than most. Right. And um, so that that plays a part in the efficacy because again, a lot of companies are going to sell products that don't have a lot of CBD in it. People buy them, they rub them on their skin, and lo and behold, it doesn't work that well. It's because there wasn't a whole lot of CBD in it to start with. Right. But but sort of that third piece, which I, being the science and rational guy that I am always is a little bit tough, but I'm coming to believe it more and more every year. There's kind of that magical factor about the way we do everything here in the 
the care and the love that we give to it and you know the, the tours that we give out here and have our our customers come out and walk through the fields and see these plant amazing plants growing it's just it's just an incredibly good vibe and you know i hate to say it but i i think that that rubs off on the plants i was gonna say it's the energy too to- i totally believe that I like to think there's something else to it because our, you know, for whatever reason, our stuff just seems to work really well for most people. Yeah. Well, I think it's like if some, I mean, it's the same idea. You know, if someone cooked an amazing meal for you, like with love, it tastes <laughs> better. Oh, yeah. I totally believe that. I couldn't agree more. And I, I've, I, I come more and more to that um, every year. It's not that I'm losing my rationality. It's yeah. just... <laughs> rationality can't explain everything it can explain a whole lot and you know a fraction of the things it can't explain it's just because we don't know or understand what to look for yet but there is a piece of it that is for sure just, or there's not a way to officially measure that right but exactly. your, your customers have seen the difference that's all that matters well, you know, and again to us we really have two goals and two goals only you know the, the making a profit is necessary to stay in business for the long term. And, you know, obviously I want to provide my kids and the other members of our team with some fraction, at least of their, their economic living. But right. there's really two reasons we do this. The first one is to make people and to give people in pain a natural alternative to the opioids and stuff that so many of the, so many of our customers tell us stories about how, they started using CBD and they were able to get off of this, that, or the other mm-hmm. nasty drug with all kinds of side effects. And then the second piece is healing the land and making the land healthier. Our, mm-hmm. our land was already in pretty good shape, but every year it's better than the year before. And, you know, I'd like to think that by the time my grandkids take this over, you know, we have this incredibly thriving ecosystem in our soil that just every year gets better. Sure. That's so amazing. I love it. Now, tell us, Chuck, how can people find Frog Song Farm products, whether it be on the internet or are you guys in retail much? We're, we don't do a lot of retail. We, we're absolutely happy to work with small retail or small wholesale customers that want to sell our products. And we have a handful of them in Florida and Texas, Georgia, a couple of other places and quite a few here in the Northwest. But as a general rule, they're small. We've intentionally stayed away from, even though we've been requested to work with some of the bigger grocery store chains out here. We just won't Mm -hmm. do it because they want to buy massive quantities and discount it. And we can't do that in good conscience and still maintain the product quality that we want to maintain. So while there are a few retail, they easy our, our business model really is built on us selling direct to the consumer via our website. So if you just go to frogsongfarm.com, you will be able to purchase any of our products online there. And before you would do that, I would firmly recommend to any of your listeners that they just take a second, go to YouTube, type in frogsongfarm.com, and we have a three-minute and 47-second video, which kind of gives you an, a, a real-life idea of who we are, what we do, why we do it, and what we actually look like. And that might scare some people away after they see me. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I think it, it's a really good way to get to know a little bit more about us so you're not just taking my word for it. Totally. Well, and I will link to that YouTube video and your website in the um, show notes so you guys can reference that too. Well, thank you so much. Of course. And then I think, Chuck, you mentioned too for first-time customers, there's a um, they can receive a discount, correct? They can. I'm just looking it up right now. Give me one second here. No problem. Oh, and anyone that is in Chicagoland, my office has Frog Song Farm products, all of them. Well, I thank you very much for that, by the way. Of course. So any of your customers that would like to get a 10% discount on their first purchase, all they need to do is when they go in to place their order, there's a you'll see there's a box for you to put in a coupon and just type in BNI. That's Barry Nigel interest. Then the number's one zero. So BNI one zero and you'll get a 10% discount. Perfect. I will put all of that in the notes. Um, Thank you so much, Chuck. This was so great. Such good information, which I think 
is so timely right now when, like you mentioned, so many states it's legal, which is an amazing thing that this plan is available for people for their healing. And it's also so important to know um, what is in your product and how it's made. Those are the those are the key things. Wherever your your listeners buy their CBD products, just make sure you know where it's coming from, how it's made. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Chuck. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Abby. Nice speaking with you. You too.